Welcome to Your Family and Your Retirement with Abe Ashton. You're a volunteer policeman. You do a lot of different things, but your real job is wearing a retirement cape and helping people through this process. Well, is that a cape? Do I get a cape for doing that? I've kind it's of really in... about me putting you in the tight little spandex tights oh, so that you then wear the cape. Golly, it's a good thing this is radio, right? <laughs> this is it's a good thing there's no video here of me wearing my cape with my spandex. So, <laughs> no, but you know what? It, it you, you say that, and I, and I joke about it, right? Sometimes when I'm talking to clients or talking with friends, and I'm like, yeah, at the party with people my age, talking about my job is less interesting than, you know, the guy who runs the motorcycle dealership right. or, you know, the attorney who just had a big case, or I have a friend who's a surgeon here in town, one of my best friends, and every time I talk to him, I, I, I just say, are you wrist deep in somebody's chest pumping their heart back to life? And it's kind of our standing joke, you know? <laughs> He's like, Abe, that's first of all, that's called cardiac massage. And and all of the time now, he's like, hey, sorry, I'm just massaging somebody's heart. I can't talk to you right now. And he's a general surgeon. He's never touched a heart in his life, you know, but that's our that's our thing. He's a lifesaver. So when I start talking about my job, financial services, retirement, annuities, insurance, you know, financial strategies, it's it's not quite as exciting until you get to talk to people who have been your clients for 10 years. And, and we, we had somebody just the other day who I was talking to and, and she said, oh man, I'm so, it was actually her 10th year annual review. So her, oh, her, wow. an, her 10th annual review. And she's been a client for, for about just now about 10 and a half, almost 11 years now. And she came in and, and she's like, it all worked the way you said it would. You know, everything you go. is good. I've avoided big market declines. My money has grown. My income has been right what you said it was going to be. And I said, yeah, between you and I, I never thought it was going to work. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and she and she laughed and it was funny. But, but really, I felt like just in that minute, she said, I feel like God led me to you. Mm. And I'm like, oh, that's nice. There's plenty of people that could have helped you. There's plenty of, you know, she had made good decisions long before she met me. So plenty of people could have. But in that moment, it is definitely not cardiac massage. (laughs) I get that. But it's always rewarding. It's always fulfilling to have somebody say, hey, I've slept better at night. Mm -hmm. I've enjoyed these past few years because I had a plan and I had a plan created with, not by, because we always create our plans with our clients, Mm -hmm. uh, created a plan with someone that I knew was looking out for my best interest. And it worked out well for her and and it works out well for so many of our clients. I would say maybe there was two inches, three inches of a little cape showing. Uh, in that moment, but See, that I was... knew if I dangled that cape, you'd be no, all about man. It. The cape, the cape may have been just barely <laughs> showing a little bit, just tiny, <laughs> tiny bit in that moment. You know, you made a healthcare analogy there, like a doctor massaging a heart, and we talked in recent shows about how my mom is dealing with some health things. And hey, good news! Every day yes. we see a tiny bit of progress. So I want to pass I like that along. That. But we got a long you. way to go, but tiny bit of progress is good. One thing we're doing, Abe, is seeking a not second opinion, a third opinion. I am that daughter. I am that helicopter kid caregiver that says, you know what? Her back is in such bad shape. Before we commit to any surgery, I want to know all options and make sure that this is the right surgery. So we're doing that on Friday. I'll let you know how it goes. But people often come to you in a similar situation, not for a second opinion on their health, but for a second or third opinion about their money, especially if they're baby boomers. 
That happens, I mean, all the time, where people come in and, and they either have a, an existing financial team of investment advisors, retirement advisors, financial planners, or they've been getting the advice from the very dedicated and professional friends and just coworkers, people mm-hmm. who, are, who are sharing their thoughts. It, and it's not bad to hear what other people are doing at work. It's not bad to hear what friends and what their strategies are. It's definitely not bad to get a, a financial second or third or fourth opinion. Right. L- listen, when it's what you've got, when it's what you saved over your entire life mm-hmm. of working and sweating and and investing and and weathering ups and downs like this you know for for people who are 50 60 years old just getting through this covid-19 financial crisis they're not looking at it as their one and only Right. right. They saw it 10 years ago or, or, or so, and they will also remember 2000, 2001, 2002. They'll remember 1987, many of them, and they know that, hey, I'm in it for the long haul, but it didn't mean that they were easy to stomach. And so they have this money that they've acquired through work and savings and all the highs and lows and stock market volatility and real estate volatility. And now it's time to make it work. Mm-hmm. And it is... Man, it is such a, I often tell people, especially for men, and I don't mean to to be sexist in any way, but it's just because men are a little slow. We know that. <laughs> this is, go ahead, cue well, Kristen. I was trying to kind of You're com- trying, keep okay. my composure. Any, anyway, for men, <laughs> this transition into taking what you've saved into a distribution phase of life, saying it's I'm tough. done building it, and now I'm going to tap a hole in the bottom of that bucket of, of money and investments and savings. It is a much bigger psychological transition mm-hmm. because so much they identify themselves as the provider or saver mm-hmm. and um, of course nowadays it's it's definitely more and more common to see two households working or both spouses working in, in a household and saving together but even still the man has a harder time turning that switch from fill the tank to empty the tank or mm-hmm. start spending the tank you know what I mean mm-hmm. and um, it's a big choice and I I tell you it is one that we have to coach a lot of people through. Yeah, and that makes sense. It's the biggest decision we make financially. I mean, we often think our home is the biggest financial decision we ever make. No, it's actually your retirement. So you want to make sure that you get it right. So a second opinion, a third opinion, whatever it is, never a bad idea. And by the way, if Abe and the team at Ashton and Associates can ever be a resource, click on ashtonwealth.com anytime. So this is pretty interesting, Abe, because baby boomers have always respected a good, firm handshake. But USA Today says the custom of shaking hands may go away because of the coronavirus. So I'm curious as to if you're seeing any change in the way your friends and even clients greet you or each other. I mean, do you still shake hands or are you doing something different? Yeah, we are not shaking hands right now. And I don't know if... We will pick up handshakes again, but we actually just sent out our email. I don't know if I just proofed it last night or if it went out last night. I just saw talking it, with. Did you see it? Yes. On Facebook, okay. I saw it. Oh, then good. It's out on Facebook. So yes. we were going through what measures we're taking in mm-hmm. our office to, um, and I had to edit it. You'll, you'll, you'll appreciate this. But we talked about how we clean social distancing masks, just kind of our policies as we, as we move forward. And um, our graphic designer, and you might be impressed to know this, is my son, Seth, Whoa. who is uh, 16 years old, and he does our designs for our Facebook posts. I was wondering who this cool-looking stuff was coming from. Yeah, so that's Seth, and he is great. But I told him, hey, I want to make a joke at the end, you know, when we're talking about the handshakes, precisely what we're talking about right now. And, mm-hmm. and I said, hey, we will not be shaking hands, so an elbow tap, a foot tap, a bump, you know, here or there is fine, just no middle fingers, please. <laughs> 
you know, that that's that's what I we were all worried about that of course right you know and I thought you know it sounded really funny when I said it it oh, looked gosh. very different in print yes. on the bottom of that thing you I know promise. I thought hey I'm so clever no middle fingers please and I'm like that's wait awful. a second <laughs> Do people think that Abe is getting middle fingers all the time? How many or times has Abe been flipped off? What is going on? Or has you know, he flipped people off himself? What is uh, going you, on? You, you know, that's that's not the thing. Right? Yeah. Right. I, and never, not once. I know that. No, not not once out of anger, out of fun. All no, I'm just. <laughs> but anyway, so so we were discussing that, and and I told people that we were going to maybe do uh, just change kind of our our greeting. Our salutation, you know, mm. when people come into the office, I thought, what if the shaka just became our thing? Where, you know, okay. we've, we've talked in the past that I grew up in Hawaii. Yeah, which and, I'm and so jealous so, of as an East Coast girl. Right, and and there's definitely, I'm definitely not Polynesian, but I was a howly <laughs> white boy growing up <laughs> on the islands is where I did my elementary school through high school. And so shaka was where it was at, right? Where you were, you know, you, everybody knows mm-hmm. what the shaka sign is and or the hang loose sign yes. for, for you inlanders, for you <laughs> landlubbers. Anyway, so the shaka, the hang loose, it actually originates from the town that I grew up in, in uh, younger in elementary school in Hawaii from Laie, from a gentleman who he lost his middle three fingers oh in gosh. an accident. Really? And that's where the shaka came from. He, is huh. he, would, he would walk around and he would wave his hand, but all he had was his pinky and his thumb. And Gosh. so it came from Laie, Hawaii. And so anyway, I thought maybe that should be our thing. We'll just be, you know, giving a shaka, which is, you know, kind of a hang loose. Good to see. It's a, a universal greeting and it's not a high five. It's definitely not a handshake. I suspect two years from now, Kristen, everybody will be back to handshakes as normal, you know, and, well, and I mean, with handshakes you- and middle fingers will be <laughs> back in full in full swing is what I would say. We're not worried about the latter. Number one. Okay. Number right. two, back to number one. Handshakes, when it comes to baby boomers, and that's who you help exclusively at Ashton and Associates, that's kind of how they get life done. It's made on eye contact and a handshake. So it's a little awkward right now, I think, for some of our listeners to feel good about any transaction they're making. But hey, life's got to move on. If it's the hang loose or the shaka, whatever we need to call that, we will do it in the office at Ashton and Associates. We're going to get a lot of feedback, I think, on this one, Kristen, because people are going to say, listen, I just trusted you with my life savings and you're giving me a shaka hang loose. Don't hang loose. <laughs> Don't shaka with my money and no hanging loose <sighs> with my money. Shake my hands. Look me in the eyes. In fact, a two-handed shake would be perfect and preferable. Shake my hand and do what you say you're going to do with my money. Don't lose it. Protect it. Grow it conservatively and watch out for my money. And that's what we do. We've got to take it seriously. And you're right. There's nothing currently that does that better than a handshake. We could go to bows. You know, we could go straight up like Japan and just do bowing, but I'm... I don't think that will work either. That's not going to work at all. So we'll stick to the Shaka thing for the time being at Ashton and Associates. But you're right. How did you get those stitches in your forehead, Kristen? Well, Abe started bowing, (laughs) and I'm quite a bit shorter than me than him, and and he came straight down, and we both ended up with stitches on our forehead. This is why life must get back to normal soon. No doubt about it. (laughs) Exactly. But you know, Abe, we have a lot of listeners who've worked really hard, and they're middle class folks. They've saved, invested, and sacrificed so that hopefully later on. On, they've got enough money to pull it all off and they can retire and sleep okay at night doing so. And so some people have accumulated large IRAs that they don't really need. 
I know that seems like to many listeners a problem we shouldn't be talking about, but it is a reality for many. Those folks are hoping to leave that money maybe to their children or grandchildren. And if you're fortunate enough to be in that situation, you might want to think about converting that IRA to a Roth account. In fact, financial trainer Tim Steffen tells Morningstar that it's a great way to help your heirs avoid a big tax bill. It can be a really good estate planning tool. You effectively say, this is money I'm never going to need. I'm going to convert it to a Roth. I'll pay the taxes now on behalf of my heirs, my kids, whoever they may be. They'll never have to pay tax on it. Heirs do have required distribution. They have to take money out of it within a certain time periods. And we can, there's some new rules regarding that. But in general, the retiree, the owner and the spouse never have to touch it if they don't want to. You know, Abe, we had a death in the family recently, and the son is now inheriting all this money. And he said, I just don't know what to do. I've got to pay taxes on all of this. And I said, well, they did that thing in Congress so that you can spread it out over five years. I've heard Abe talk about that. So A, talk to someone who knows what the thing is and how to move the stuff with the money. But B, it's a really good point as to why maybe a Roth conversion is appropriate for some of our listeners. Well, first of all, how do they, does that guy spell his name? Stefan. S-T-E-F-F-E-N. Okay. I was like, is, is that somebody who's a Stephen with a PH that's been saying it wrong? His <laughs> or whole that I read it wrong. Life, right. Because I'm a Stephen Abraham with a PH. And when I hear <laughs> Stefan, that's my very first concern. I'm not worried about taxes or investments. I just I mean, want to seriously. know how that name is being spelled for a what second. What did you now, have in your cornflakes this morning? You, you, you are very what? excited today. I just am so happy to talk to you. Okay. That's all. We'll I'm just so that. happy to be talking to our listeners. And, and, <laughs> and, and apparently you got back some of our podcast information and there is a couple. Yeah. We have two. like three at least. <laughs> We've got a few <laughs> listeners, which is Great. We're very we're very happy you're here listening, and I apologize for everything that I say. Next, when it comes to IRAs or Roth IRAs and conversions, I have a feeling that when we get too technical, mm-hmm. we automatically lose some of our awesome listeners. And you some know, of your co-hosts, yes. And some of our co-hosts. And, and right now, the reason why you may want to be thinking about this right now is the trillions upon trillions of dollars that have just been expended in stimulus. You know that's, that's something that's very kind of top of mind right yeah. now. We, we, we're all looking at these stimulus dollars. Many people are asking, well, how's this going to be repaid? Is this future tax revenue? Is this future GDP increase? Is the government going to all of a sudden start spending less money, um, which is very unlikely. But is there a greater likelihood now than ever before because of stimulus that taxes may have to go up in the, or likely will go up in the future? And I think that most people would agree that, yeah, we we make an assumption that taxes will be higher in the future. Because we got to pay all this off. Right. And and so so the kind of the myth that we have to bust right now is that, oh, I'll be paying less in taxes when I retire. You know, I'll just be making less money. I'll be paying less in taxes. And, and that may not be the case. In fact, I talk to quite a few people who are paying more in taxes right now in retirement as full-time retirees than they ever paid while they were working their career. Wow. And so when we're talking about converting IRA to Roth IRA, that's the conversation that starts and ends with when do you want to pay taxes, now or never, and that's the Roth IRA. So we pay taxes now to not have to pay any taxes on the Roth IRA later, assuming that we might be paying higher taxes in the future. We would be better off buying it at a discount now or paying for taxes now. So there's lots of things in your life that you could kind of look at that and say, oh, well, if you if you knew that your house was going to be way more expensive in the future, would you rather pay for it now 
versus later, well, yeah, because if you can pay off your house now without the interest accumulating on right. it and you know from a mortgage, you'll be better off if you can afford to do that, to do that now, to pay it off with cash, right? Mm-hmm. And well, same thing with taxes. If, if taxes are going to be more expensive in the future, you get a discount if you can pay the taxes on your IRA now. So here's how that works in, a, in the simplest form. Okay. You take your traditional retirement account, it can be an IRA, it can be even 401k money if, you're, if your 401k provider allows it, but your traditional IRA, you just take a distribution or, a, or you, a conversion, it's not a distribution, it's a conversion, and you roll it into a Roth IRA. Huh. That will generate a 1099 for the amount that you move from traditional IRA, your boilerplate pre-tax IRA, to your Roth IRA, you're going to have to pay or you're going to have to report as income the taxable gains there, the taxable, it's all gains, that taxable income. Mm-hmm. And so you pay the taxes now. Now we can let that money not only grow tax-free, in the, or not only be tax-free now because you've paid it, it's clean money as we call it, but if it doubled or tripled over the next 10 or 20 years, you don't have to pay taxes on any of it moving forward. Okay. So you really get tax-free growth. It's just not about a tax-free distribution. We want tax-free growth moving forward. So like anything, the younger you do it, the better off you are. The reason why there's conversations right now about doing it and why it's become um, very in vogue to talk about Roth conversions right now is, is for a couple of reasons. Is this Congress and the thingy that they passed through? You, you, it's just the thingy. I in fact, know it. In fact, that was what they said in Congress. <laughs> we are offering you guys a thingy, and this thingy will help. Trust us. I don't us. remember what it's called, but I know they passed something. All right, so we've got the 2017 Tax Cuts and Jobs Act, which uh-huh. reduced our overall income tax rates for most Americans. All right, and so right now that would be a reduction in taxes than you were just a couple years ago. So that's the first thing. Then, as part of the stimulus package, there was a no need to take required minimum distributions for seniors and the ability to take money out of your traditional IRA under different parameters, you know, hmm. to help with jobless claims or, or unemployment. I should say. And so there's more access to IRA now than ever. But particularly for a senior couple over the age of 70 and a half years old, or now over um, 72 years old, if you were to have to take a required minimum distribution, this year you get a pass. You don't have to take money out of your IRA. So not taking money out of your IRA, you could choose to say, hey, I'm still going to do a withdrawal, but just convert it. I'm still going to do a distribution, but instead of doing it to me, I'm going to take that money and convert it over to my Roth IRA and let it grow tax-free. Lots of options. It makes so much more sense when you're not listening on the radio or on our Mm -hmm. podcast. It makes sense when we're sitting at the table and we're looking at your numbers and showing what the present value is today and what the future value is net of taxes in in the future. Find out more at AshtonWealth.com. Any comments regarding safe and secure investments and guaranteed income streams refer only to fixed insurance products. They do not refer in any way to securities or investment advisory products. Fixed insurance and annuity product guarantees are subject to the claims paying ability of the issuing company and are not offered by retirement wealth advisors. Eric Nimmer is an investment advisor representative of Retirement Wealth Advisors, Inc., an SEC-registered investment advisor. Ashton & Associates, Retirement Wealth Advisors, and this radio station are not affiliated. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles discussed should not be considered investment advice or recommendation to buy or sell any financial vehicle. This information should not be considered tax or legal advice. Individuals should consult with professionals specializing in the fields of tax, legal, accounting, or investments regarding the applicability of this information to their situation. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments will fluctuate. 
trade, and when redeemed, may be worth more or less than when originally invested. 